0: Dr. Lulu, A.K.A. the mom attrition, it's first thing in the morning. It's Tuesday, June second, twenty twenty, and I'm recording this special episode with a heart full of sorrow and pain. And my voice is barely audible. Usually, first thing in the morning, my voice is low anyway. But when my heart is heavy, my voice is multiple octaves lower. So bear with me today. Needless to say, the happenings of the recent weeks have been very, very emotionally charging for me. There was the, first the lockdown, which, you know, whether it was appropriate or not, then all the drama that came with the lockdown. Luckily for me, or thankfully for me, my kids were home, both of them were home from college and then the baby was home anyway from high school. That, for me, was the number one silver lining. I have also invested in myself, you know, because, you know, while I was sitting home, I said, well, I might as well invest in my intellectual property. But aside from those, it has been just downhill otherwise. No, no one in my house is sick, but I've lost an uncle. I've lost an aunt, not necessarily from COVID-19, but just death, I guess, My parents are fine. My siblings are fine. As a matter of fact, a cousin had a baby boy. Another, And then my brother had a baby boy. So there was a few good things that happened, in all fairness, and we're all alive and well. And thank God for that. So, I mean, I guess I'm going to say the good news first, right? And then, of course, the not so good news, which I'm not telling anybody anything new. We have had a pandemic. Basically, of sorts, killing black men, black women, black children, black boys and girls, in the last one hundred—excuse me, four hundred years—and counting. So it's not a thing that I need to tell anyone. I think the biggest problem, though, is the fact that America, as a country, which boasts to be the world power and boasts to be the country that tells everybody else what to do, that polices everybody else, social injustices, itself is rotting from the inside, and it appears that it's not even willing to acknowledge. We see all kinds of pictures and videos and comments and all kinds of things just going around the, the place. And of course, there was Ahmad Arbery first, and now of course, George Floyd, both of them rest in peace, both came up during this quarantine, and many, many more. Like I said in my Facebook Live that went viral, I I don't know how many more George Floyds are out there that we can't capture on camera. We don't know how many more Ahmed Arbery's are there that cannot be captured on camera. And even though the entire world as it is has gone into protests, and thankfully so, I was very, very happy to see protests, protests upon protests. I haven't seen the Pope make a statement, and maybe he has, so please, I stand corrected. This is not even about that. I'm just saying he is very, very socially, justicely aware, if that's even a phrase. And I know he usually makes a comment about things like these, so he probably already has, and I just haven't seen it. Usually my dad is the one that <laughs> shows us everything about the Pope in the family WhatsApp group, so My dad has lost a brother and just this morning he lost a sister. While I am happy that my own sister has a birthday today and my little niece has a birthday today, that's another sadness in our family. But the reason I'm doing this bonus episode is not really about that. It's about the killing of Black men and I will not stand aside without saying my part. I know these podcasts become evergreen and they're going to be they're out there in the airwaves long after I'm gone. And for that, I'm thankful. But during this quarantine, something happened in my own little nuclear family right here in San Antonio, Texas, where we live. Two of my sons went running in the neighborhood and that evening they were escorted back home by a marked police car I did not see the police car. I would have gone out there to ask them questions. That is for sure, because that's how I do. But so the story is usually the eldest, the eldest son likes to go running. So I started telling his brother, I said, telling him rather to take his baby brother with him. I just had a feeling about it. I said, just go with your brother because he also likes to exercise. I said, just go with your brother. So at least the two of you are together. Um, there were many, many words that were unsaid as far as that instruction went. I know in my heart what I was hoping to never happen, but I just said, go with your brother so at least you have company. They were wearing exercise clothes. They were wearing their earphones. They were wearing exercise, um, the fluorescent jackets that people wear just to show that, you know, they're exercising so you can see them and the police car still escorted them home. We have lived in this neighborhood for going on nine years this, this August. So these kids grew up here. They all went to high school here. So it's not like they don't live here, but that police car singularly escorted them home. In my neighborhood, since the lockdown, everybody and their mamas and their dogs and you know their parakeets have been out exercising Everybody has been just trying to work on their self-care, right? Just to kind of put some form of sanity to this whole thing. So we have all been exercising and trying to just help ourselves from that angle. And still these poor boys were escorted home. I do not believe that anybody else has been escorted home by a police car. Only God knows what that policeman had in mind when these kids were obviously dressed to be exercising, there were two of them, but my only thankfulness to God, to the universe for protecting my sons, is the fact that that police guy was probably in a good mood that day. He didn't stop them, he didn't arrest them, he didn't try to shoot them, there's no telling what else could have happened. So essentially my boys are walking around with a target on their backs. It is important that I say this because this is happening recently. It is happening every day. Basically, Black boys and girls are targeted. I am a target. I live in Texas. Sandra Bland lived in Texas. I'm not necessarily immune from this. While I'm concerned about this ongoing threat to me and to my children, my fear is actually not the Obviously, quote-unquote, marked police cars is the unmarked police cars. My fear is not the police who are wearing their uniform because, quote-unquote, they are marked, we can see them. Is the neighborhood watch people, the other people who think that because they have a gun in an open carry state, they can just do whatever, however, to whomever. That is what I'm afraid of. But I think even more than that, I'm afraid of the people who are not necessarily white, the black people who for some reason find it appropriate to side with the enemy. And yes, not all white people are the enemy. Not all police are the enemy. And not all blacks are a threat either. My sons are not a threat My sons were born, each one weighing between six to seven to eight pounds. They were cute and cuddly when they were young. I loved them then. I love them now. Today, maybe they're not cuddly because they're bigger than me, but they're still my sons nonetheless. I still love them to pieces, and I will literally die for them, and I will go to war for them. I will take a bullet for my boys, and like anybody else who is a parent, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So if you if you're listening to this podcast and you don't agree with my my sentiments, I beg you unsubscribe, unfollow, and just call it a day. That's fine. I know that emotions are high, but these people have been oppressed. We people have been oppressed. I love what Trevor Noah said about a society, that it's a contract between everyone in the society. You do your part and I do my part. Nobody's part is better or worse than the other. You do your part and I do my part. And if the police who swears to uphold the law and protect decides to be the ones to singularly, repeatedly break the law in this particular country, because I I almost wanna say it's an America specific problem then you cannot expect the citizens who are supposed to be protected to uphold their own side of the contract. And so, Trevor Noah, you don't know me, but I love you, baby. I love you for that. I've always loved you. You are cute and cuddly, but um, I digress. So every morning I'm getting people sending me messages and people sending me all kinds of links because I did put it out there that I want to write a book about all these things, a coffee table book. And so people have responded to that. Thank you all so much. I have been sad. I have cried. I have wept. I can't shake the feeling. But because this is a podcast about suicide, I have to talk about this. My son had a birthday four days ago, he did not celebrate his birthday. He was sad all day that day because he felt just like I did that somebody else's son, somebody else's father has been robbed of his life in broad daylight. And in my own opinion, he probably thinks, is this my last birthday? I know that I think that. Is this the last birthday I will see of my child? Can people just take a moment to know that every black man you see walking, has a mother, has brothers and sisters, they have faces on them. We are human. I don't understand why anybody who has a gun will feel threatened by someone who does not have a gun. That is the most unbelievable thought process. It's counterintuitive. It doesn't make sense. You are in uniform or you're not because Ahmad Abri was not killed by people in uniform. You are a jailer, as far as I'm concerned, and you are in prison in your mind. And unless you free your mind, I don't know what to say to you. You have to begin today to free your mind. You must. America must. It's not only white people that are racist. Honestly, racism is obviously against other races, but I know that that other policeman who was Asian, I don't know if it was Filipino or whatever, I don't know the country he, was from, he is from, he is just as racist as the white man that was pinning, on, pinning somebody else on his neck until the person died. And now we see that they had a relationship prior. They've known each other before. And whatever was the motive, that was pure good old-fashioned murder. It was homicide as I know it, as everybody, as my dog Lulu knows it. So I'm asking you, if you are a racist, check yourself. Like they say, not all skin folk are kin folk. There are some black people who are prejudiced. There are some black people who can't get it past their mind that what's happening to black people is actually like not right. I was challenged in a group setting by another black female, she felt the need to challenge me because I had written a post and I said, my dear white friends or my white friends or white people, I don't know how I phrased it, please share this post. And in that post I wrote, and I stand by my words, that your brothers and and your uncles and your dads are killing my sons and our sons, something to that effect. And she felt the need, a black female, another Nigerian, to challenge that, saying if she were white, she will not share that post because that's what I asked them to do, to share the post. And the post was shared almost 500 times, now it's been shared. So just so you know that the mindset of a racist doesn't have to come in in a particular skin color because as far as I'm concerned, She does not know who she is. She has sold her black card and turns out that she's married to a white guy. I know a lot of black women who are married to white men who are not thinking like that. They don't have that racist mentality because that's what I call it. And that tells you exactly what's going on in her own home, that she's probably in bondage in her home. But this talk again is not about her. This particular talk today, this podcast episode is about all of us. What are you doing to move the needle forward? What are you doing in your heart, first of all, and then in your home and then, of course, in your community to say something about what's happening? We do know for a fact that we have a pandemic from a virus, but we have a bigger pandemic by people killing people. And for me, the virus is not even an issue. Yes, I'm a doctor, And I'm not saying you should not wear a mask. Some of the protesters were wearing masks. But if you look at the pictures that have been circulating, police shooting black bullets at innocent citizens who have a right to protest and are protesting for some injustice. And the president of the free world tells them to shoot because there's looting going on, whereby the people who are looting are actually not the black people majority. And after a while, there's anarchy. Of course there'll be anarchy. Are you kidding me? Of course there'll be anarchy. Hello? America has the right to go to other countries and bomb other countries and kill other people in the name of justice and equality and some nonsense, whatever idea they have, while their own house is burning. There's something wrong about that. And there's a lot to be said about that. So if you know me, you know I'm not going to be silent, not when this kind of thing is going on. And if you are silent, we need, to, we need you to start checking yourself and asking yourself why. Why would you be silent for something like this? Are you silent to protect your brand? Are you silent to protect yourself, your family, your friends? I am prepared to lose all my friends for this. If my friends do not agree with me, mm-mm. you don't need to be my friend. Because for me, as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to speak out. Not only is there a target on my boys' necks and on my boys' backs and on my boys' heads, there's a target on me as well. And all black people must unite. If there's ever been a time for us to unite, it's now. There's the Blackout Day coming up July 7th, if you haven't heard yet. All black people are supposed to boycott all white businesses. This is what's going on right now. Because when we had the Montgomery boycott, that's exactly what happened we boycotted their their um, businesses and they felt it in their pockets because sometimes you have to people will respond to you when their pocket is touched yes i watched videos of the protests i saw many of them were peaceful there were many many peaceful ones and i also saw videos and pictures of the people who were actually breaking windows were white people white supremacists you know so who exactly are we fighting? I mean, it's obvious what the problem is here. I'm happy to speak against it. I will never not speak against it. I can't help it. My skin color gives me the right to speak against it. My three black sons give me the right to speak against this. Myself, I, honey, I will speak against it. The other day, my sons, I said out loud that people are sending me videos and sending me pictures like I'm some kind of activist. And my eldest son came out and said, but mom, you are an activist. I'm like, wow. So I asked him, I said, is that good or bad? Because you never know, you know, these kids. He was like, no, mom, that's good. And that for me is the ultimate great thing that my son thinks that I'm good because I'm an activist. To God be the glory for that one. So I'm asking you who is listening to me today to check your mind, check your heart, check your soul, look within What's going on in there? Are you really a citizen of this earth first? Do you realize that everybody has equal opportunity to be everything that they want to be and it's not in your place to kill someone? You do not know from whence a baby was born. You don't know how life is made. You have no right to take it. I can understand if there is a war. I can understand if there are other things, other rules that humans have put for themselves that allow you to use a gun or some kind of brutal force against someone else. I can understand if that's what's going on. But when a man is unarmed and is begging for his life and you stay kneeling for nearly nine minutes, eight minutes and 46 seconds to be exact, that is beyond hatred. That is beyond, I don't know what. And now guess what? The coward that he is, the coward that he is, is in jail now. And apparently he has been transferred to two different prisons because, of course, you can imagine there is a target on his head now because the hunter will become the hunted. That is the rule of law, the rule of nature. You cannot do this kind of thing and expect to go free because I know for a fact that this is the kind of thing that people will go and find this man's family and make them pay for what he has done. While I'm definitely not in support of any kind of violence, I don't think his family deserves this. I don't think his family did this. He did what he did. And so he should be the one to pay for it. But I'm asking everyone to just stay vigilant, stay woke, stay lit. Keep your eyes open because we don't know who's the enemy at this point. If not for videos and pictures, we don't know who to believe at this point. It is terrible. It's a terrible day in America. It's a terrible day in in the life of children, black children, black parents. It is just, just an altogether very, very bad thing. I mean, we saw the president of the United States yesterday make some kind of mockery of the christian religion of the bible the sacred book of the church he went to go hang out in front he used tear gas on his own people who were peacefully protesting i don't know what else to say except we need to just stay awake we need to stay lit we need to stay woke because there's some stuff going on that is unexplainable i saw his cabinet yesterday i saw entire faces of white folk not a single black person in his cabinet you know what that's okay it just tells you that people cannot hide who they are really truly they cannot they can pretend for so long but they're not for too long sooner or later the truth will come out so i'm going to end here and ask everyone to please have a good day keep your eyes open protect yourself protect your family members this is so serious it's so sad but it, it, it's something that has to be done We, you know, we're on the brink of a revolution, maybe even a civil war. I don't know. But I just know that they have to stop killing black children. They have to stop killing black children because they think that they can. On that note, y'all, please have a good day. Okay, everybody, enjoy your day. Try to live life and be the good example that you want to be for other people to emulate. that's all I can say at this point. Enjoy your day. Bye-bye.